0: Lord, we give you honor and glory. You are the risen one. Your resurrection has set us free. Where, oh, death is your victory? Where is your sting? (laughs) For the one who is alive has overcome. Thank you, Lord. In God's name we pray, amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Praise the Lord. In just a minute, we're going to move into a time of um, communion. Um, but uh, I want to, I think I want to just kind of build faith in the house a little bit. I mean, the, 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 what we just sang right there, does Jesus really set us free? I mean, really? Does he? <laughs> Amen. He has set you free. He says that you are a new creature in him, a new creation in him. Let's stop holding to the old. Let's be set free. Let's step into that truth—not what your experience is, but what the Word says the truth is—that you've been set free. For those who, those who are in Christ are free, indeed. That's like a truly, truly one of those types of statements. <laughs> you are free, indeed. Praise the Lord. Actually, that's what we're going to come and celebrate here in just a few minutes. We're. Uh, here, um, we've got communion set up on either side. If you call Jesus Lord, then you're free to um, have communion. What we'll do is, you know, just, just take a little bit of time and let your heart kind of get settled in. And, and uh, you know, if there are things that you need to make right with the Lord before coming up for communion, that's a really wise thing to do according to Scripture. And, uh, but just, you know, we just kind of leave it open, so when you're ready, you can come on up with your family. Maybe if there's somebody who's coming up on their own here, maybe you might want to join them, or, you know, get together with a couple families. Uh, So we encourage that, but uh, we actually have a nice uh, communion greeting and a communion message for us from our, uh, from uh, Jamie and from Dennis in Israel. So we're going to take a look at that, and when this uh, video's done, then just go ahead and we'll just begin to move into a time of communion. All right.
1: communion table is open whenever you're ready
2: I'm forgiven because you were forsaken I'm accepted Because you were forsaken, I'm accepted, you were condemned, I'm alive and well, your spirit is within me, because you died.
1: for us on the cross we are forgiven because you were forsaken we are accepted and you were condemned and we are alive and well your spirit is here with us Lord because you rose and you died thank you so much Jesus thank you for the cross thank you that it means that we can come in this room as a family that we can share what God is doing here, um, I pray over everyone in this room. I pray um, for boldness in the spirit that they um, that they would come and share, and not um, have feelings of like shame that they're um, bragging or that they're sharing something that they shouldn't. But God, that it is it is because of you. It is all because of you. The air in our lungs is because of you. We are here in this room because of you, God, um, and we want you and you alone to have all of the glory, all of the glory, God. Um, Thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of family, gift of family, of believers. Um, Show us, God, how we can love each other better and support each other um, in more true and deeper ways. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for worshiping with us.
0: Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. So... Um, go ahead and bring that scripture up if you would. Again if, if you're new with us' it's, it's a little bit odd to be doing this um, certain, certainly not something we do every Sunday morning but uh, but it is again one of my favorite my favorite mornings uh, just to hear what God has and uh, the reason we do it though is I feel like as we're just trying to be biblical and this is uh, Paul speaking to the church. Corinthians 14 26 and says what then shall we say brothers and sisters when we come together each of you has a hymn and more (laughs) or a word of instruction a revelation a tongue or an interpretation everything must be done so that the church may be built up all right um so uh basically that's just what we're following this morning. So what we're going to be and be doing here is we're just going to be opening it up to you to share with us what God is doing in your lives. And so we've got this row open here. So when you're ready to just come up and speak, even if someone's already up here speaking, then just come on up from this side and sit here. You guys over here, come on up on this side, and then I'll know that you want to share something with us. And um, so uh It was kind of interesting, uh, a couple weekends ago I was at a conference and I had heard somebody speaking. I didn't grow up in like, I guess, Pentecostal or charismatic settings or whatever, but the speaker who's speaking said that there was a term, and I I don't know if I'm getting it right or if I don't quite remember it, but that was kind of in those uh, circles that when you took glory to yourself that you were like stealing God's glory like you were were touching God's glory that was the phrase I don't know again I didn't grow up in those circles so you were touching God's glory and so what he meant by that is like let's say I led you know I lead you know I'm doing an evangelism thing I lead 20 people to Jesus and I take credit for that like yeah I led 20 people to Christ, then I'm touching God's glory. You know, if I've, I've shared, you know, I've prayed for some people and they've been healed, oh, and I take credit for that, I'm touching God's glory. Well, something that was interesting that the speaker said that they also will say is if God has done something in you and done something with you, has worked in your life, and you don't share that, you're touching God's glory. Because you're not sharing what he's done. You're not giving glory to him for what he's done. And so that's part of why we come together and do this. It's such an encouragement. It even there again there's even another scripture that talks about the testimony is encouragement to the body of Christ. And so, um, and so we don't want to touch his glory. We want to go for it and, and say what's going on. Sometimes I think, sometimes even we feel like, well, we want to be humble and we don't want to, you know, make ourselves look built up. But if we don't share it, then we don't hear, hear what's happened. And also part of that encouragement is when you hear something that's happened with someone, for those of you who might be in that same place, you think... What? You think, hey, this could happen to me. Maybe God would do this in me, and then faith is built up. And so I just really want to encourage you. In fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off real quick. Just real quick, it's not a huge thing, but this uh, last night as I was falling asleep, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I really want our body to be a praying body, like really known as praying body. And so I said, Lord, if anyone, if I meet with anyone tomorrow morning and they say to me, yeah, I'm doing good except, you know, my knees has been bothering me or whatever, anything like that, I was like, Lord, make me really faithful to just right away, just right away pray for them. And so sure enough, first thing I come in this morning and a good friend of mine comes in here and he was really, and was really struggling just with some, some emotional stuff that was going on, some hard things going on in his life. And so I'm just like, hey, can I just go ahead and let me go ahead and just pray for you and and, and right immediately, God gave me that opportunity. And so, it's really funny that as we make ourselves available, he'll, he'll move us in that direction and move into it. So, that's not a huge thing, but I just want to encourage you just really a simple thing like that even. So, anyway, I'm going to open it up to you guys. And like Jamie, I have no problem standing here in silence at all. So, come on. <laughs> Say who you are and... Say who you are, Tessa. <laughs> Tessa.
3: <laughs> Woo! Thank you. Um, yeah. So my name is Tessa. If you don't know me, um, and this is something that I feel like can seem very um, physical. I guess, and like just material, but is something that like when we see through the lens of the spirit, we realize that it's the Lord. And um, so anyways, Raz gave me actually this book called The Blessed Life Uh, before, like a month ago, before I left for Alaska for a trip. And I was like staying in this cabin like by myself. So I was like reading this book and I was very challenged by it because I think um, in the last year or so, I've had a lot of anxiety around money and taking care of myself and finances and um, and for those of you who don't know, I got, I got really sick two years ago. And I think that made me fearful that like, what if I can't take care of myself and like, what if I can't work? And, um, so like I started kind of putting that effort on myself and, um, this book was really helpful because it was opening my eyes to like, oh, like, cause I always, I would always imagine like, oh, well the prosperity gospel, like, I can't believe that. Like, okay, if I give money, like God's not going to give me like, you know, 10 times that, you know, I was always like, that's not true. Like, and so... I have this dynamic where I'm like, okay, like I want to believe God provides, but I also like don't want to give away too much because God doesn't say he's going to give it all back to me, you know? And so this book was really helpful because it's actually teaching me like there's a, there's a middle ground. (laughs) Um, And anyways, so it was talking about generosity and giving away money. And um, the guy who wrote this book gives away like a hundred dollar bills, just like whenever God tells him to. And so I was like, Lord, like, kind of work on my heart. Like, what can I, what can I give? I don't have, I can't give away $100 bills right now, but like, what else can I be doing in generosity? And, um, and so one of the nights, I actually, I, I went to bed. I had this dream that I was um, walking around in this mall, and I had this $1,800 check, and I was just like, okay, God, like, who do I give it to? And he was like, "All right, like." So I was just walking around. I couldn't really figure out who I was supposed to give it to. Um, and then, like, I see someone. Anyways, the whole dream is like my journey to give this check to someone. So I give this check to someone, and then like I wake up. I'm like, cool. Um, then I get a, a message from my boss saying like, "Hey, um, can you meet with me?" And so I'm like, okay. So I get on a call with him, and he's like, "By the way, um, I want to give you a raise and a promotion." And I was like wait, what? (laughs) And I work for like a really small business. So I definitely was not expecting like a raise or promotion. And I think um, what God taught me in that was that I didn't even, I didn't even have to give away money. Like it was literally just a heart thing and a dream that I had where I was wanting to give away something that God had given me. And he provided, even though I didn't actually do anything, So um I guess that's all I have to share but uh, I think when I tell people like oh I got a promotion or like I got a raise they're like oh great job and I'm like I don't think that's the case I think that God just provided for me and um I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't give God the glory in that so yeah yeah
0: <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Wow, that's so cool. Wow. Awesome. Man, sometimes you don't have to give it away. You just think about giving it away. So awesome. Come on. <laughs> awesome. First. Okay, your name. Hi, I'm Leah, and I'm going to tell you about the prayer that God answered. So once I was praying
4: to God
0: when I was about to fall asleep, I said that I would
4: want to have a lot of energy the next morning and have a good sleep. And so I did, and God answered my prayer.
5: Thanks for sharing that, Leah. Um, I also wanted to share something. I'm Michael Erickson. This is my daughter, Leah. And uh, one uh, one thing that happened last week, the Lord sometimes speaks to me in threes. Like he'll 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 bring a topic up three times in, in like a 24-hour period, and um, it makes me listen better. I think he just understands. That's that's how he talks to me sometimes. Um, so we read a book at night sometimes called Hero Tales. I highly recommend it even if you're not a kid, but we read as a family. And the topic of one night was John Wesley. Uh, <clears throat> and I don't actually remember the context of this, but one thing he shared was that um, his work was a, a place of worship for him. And he he encouraged people to get work where they work hard and they, they help others. It was like the topic, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he even said. It's just Basically, it's about others, and it's about helping people and the way you work, and it was like a positive thing that involved people, <laughs> okay? And um, so that was kind of sort of in my head. I probably need to go review that again. But um. <laughs> And then I was reading this uh, other book, uh, so Joel Hayes uh, invited me to read a book with some guys at work. Uh, we both work at GE, so we're reading this book called The, Dis- uh, what's it called? the Disciplines of a Godly Man, yeah, and uh, the chapter was called The Discipline of Work that day, like it was like, you know, so I just read it. <laughs> so, and um, you know, a lot of the the topic of that chapter was just about how um, our work, if we do it for ourselves, it's like what Ecclesiastes says. Like, it's like striving. It's like chasing the wind. And you know, you'll you'll come to some point where you burn out, and you realize the whole thing you've built is just striving for nothing. He's like, that's men. He's like, men, if that's all you've got to work for you know that's what you're going to end up with and if you're not doing it for the Lord's glory so that spoke to me and then um we were reading um as a family that night that night <laughs> second Corinthians five seventeen was our family verse that night uh which says um if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has gone the new has come sorry is that right yeah. yeah that's right yeah and um thank you guys you checking me is that right okay we're trying to learn that one together. So, um, and the, the 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 book that Joel and I were reading referenced that verse that day, <laughs> and the reference was, you know, we're actually we're actually being turned into a new creation, and so it's it's like you're the subject of two creations now, and as you work, you're being, you know, you're, you've been given a task, an ability, and a place to exert yourself right now, and um, anyway, so this is just something I'm going through. I'm re. I'm redoing the foundation of why I work. And I, you know, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a, so if you would pray for me, my, my request is that I would view my work in a different way and that I would stop viewing it as an empire that I'm building for myself and that I would view it as a place to worship and that it's about people. So anyway, that's it.
0: Let me, let me pray for Michael. All right. Father, I thank you for Michael's heart. God, I thank you that you're showing him these things. And, Lord, you even showed him in threes, just making it super clear to him. So, Father, I, I pray that as this foundation is being built of his work, Lord, it would be built on the rock. Lord, every part of it, every thought process in it, uh, that all of the work of his hands and his mind would be to glory, glorify the Father. Thank you for that, God, in Christ's name. Amen. And hold on. Now I'm going to have you pray for everybody else here, for their work, yeah. their school,
5: all that, for the same thing. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Father, it's just such a joy that you've made us, you've given us a time and ability and a place. Each of us is just so unique and different, and I just thank you for um, each one here that uh, has work that they've been given. I pray that you would give us just a, a heart that would um, just rejoice in what we have, and not not always want to change it or make it um, <laughs> more what we want, but we would just like allow you to change us in that moment, and that as we serve... Uh, through the diligence and the integrity of our work, that we'd also just um, notice people and that you would give us opportunities to, to just share um, your love and your kingdom with them. Amen.
6: I will. Hey, I'm Brandon Snow. And I have, uh, I was reading in uh, Chronicles this past week, and uh, in Second Chronicles, and uh, it brought up two questions for me um, and I'll, I'll tell you the scripture in a minute, but first of all, um, am I going to the Lord first to fight my battles? One, or am I trying to fight them myself or asking other people to help me? And two, am I going to my doctor first when I'm, uh, when I have an ailment or am I going to the Lord first? And, um, King Asa, and, uh, he was the King of Judah. and, And there were two different times in the, with, Towards the end of his reign, uh, it was kind of it was the beginning of his downfall. And the first time, um, it's in—I'm not going to read all of it—but verses uh, seven to eight, seven and eight just talks about he instead of um, asking the Lord to protect him and to help him fight his battle, he went to uh, another king and said, "Hey, will you partner with me? Will you become allies with me so that we can we can fight these guys?" And they did. And um, instead of asking the Lord, and basically from that, uh, the Lord said, you're going to be at war for the rest of your reign, which he was, he had a lot of peacetime because he had been serving the Lord and had, had the, the nation of Israel serving the Lord. And then a few verses later in uh, verse 12, it says, in the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. And I, I, just, I, I just thought it was kind of sweet to be reading those verses at the end of, we're coming to the end of this Gifted and Going Forward series. And I mean, I, what, what I hope has happened for each one of us is that we uh, can be more dependent on the Lord and his Holy Spirit to move. He can be more, <clears throat> he, we've seen healings. People in this, in this room have been healed during this series. Uh, the Lord, he, he moves in the, in the physical. He moves in the spiritual, and he moves in a lot of this stuff. We can trust him. We can trust him to fight our battles. Um, if we have a hard conversation coming up and we know somebody, we, we think we know somebody's going to respond poorly. Have you ever tried to pray that the Lord would soften their heart for the conversation that needs to happen? I think every time I've done that, I think... The Lord has done that. And I, I just ask even, Lord, will you even bring this up in their mind so they even, they're even they thinking about it before I have this conversation with them? And he does it. So I just want this to be a reminder that we can trust him in all things, big, little, scary, not scary, physical, everything. Um, so I'm just going to pray for you guys for that right now, for trust, and that we will seek his spirit and that we know that he can do miraculous things uh, when they don't seem to be uh, possible. So Lord, I just lift you. I just lift uh, this church up to you right now and everyone in here. And um, Father, I thank you that we can trust you and that you're faithful in all times. In everything, Father, you go before us and you know what we need before we ask. And sometimes you do things we don't ask. And Lord, I just ask that each person in here would uh, walk away today trusting you a little bit more, that we would remember that That you care about the little things, you care about the big things and everything in between. And that you're faithful and that you can do all things. So Father, we thank you for that and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.
7: Brandon, I love hearing uh, when God meets people in the Old Testament like that in the Word. Because it's so like scary sometimes and you're like, oh this is dry and boring or whatever. So it's fun hearing I'm encouraged by that. Thank you. Um, I wanted to share a story about a Bible study that's happening at, with joy in the morning, Exodus, um, on Tuesday mornings. And it's just been a really sweet gift from the Lord in my life this year. And I, so I have kids at a public elementary school and my like dream for years has been to do a Bible study with the moms at this elementary school. And I have like logged hundreds of hours standing with them on the playground and just talking about life for years. And this year I um, decided to invite one, who I knew was a believer already, <laughs> to my Bible study. And I was, and it was like, that was all I could do. That was like my step of faith was like, I'm going to invite this one mom to this Bible study. And it was just like in this season where like my husband had COVID and all this stuff was happening. And I just, I felt super weak. And um, anyways, so she came and then she invited all these other moms to come. So I've got this Bible study down the hall with all these moms who um, are from my school but also like Pam Lincoln and um, if you've been to Joy in the Morning and know Mary Kay who lives here in Marymont but doesn't go to our church. And and it's just been such a gift because in my dream, like I, this Bible study would be happening at my house and it would just be these moms from my school. But instead, there's like specifically this one woman who I'm like would never get to sit like with someone like Pam who's been walking with Jesus for like how long, Pam? Like long a lot of years, right? Like, okay, so she would never get that. Like, I'm like, so there's just this beauty of, like, I had this dream, and God fulfilled it, like, not through me, but through the body at work, and, like, it's even better than the dream that I had, because then these women who are coming are experiencing, like, generations of believers that they couldn't have experienced in my living room. And so, I just wanted to share that in light of even all this stuff we've been talking about gifting, because it's just God is God has better things for us through the body than like we could do on our own, and we just we're better together, right? So there we go. I just want to
8: share. Oh,
7: there you go. Uh-huh. Um,
8: I'm Pollyanna. I've been coming here in person since September. Uh, for the last couple of years, I've been going through a lot of spiritual battles and, trying, and family stuff as well. Um, back in January, I got a vision here um, in which I was underwater, and I was reaching up, and there was a hand reaching down for me, but I couldn't reach it, and it couldn't reach me. And I looked down into my other hand, and I was holding onto a chain. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a broken chain. It had already been broken, but I was clinging to it, um, and so it was pretty clear that God was telling me to let go. But I couldn't see what I needed to let go of because the chain just extended into the darkness. Um, so I spent the last couple months trying to figure out what is it that I need to let go of. What What am I clinging to that's preventing me from reaching God? Um, and at at the Jack Deere conference Saturday evening. I was worshiping and just complete abandon and he came to me and he stood in front of me and he just wrapped me in his arms with my head on his chest and he just held me Um, and he made it it clear to me that I had let go and I was free and he was there for me. Um, And then it was confirmed somebody who was standing next to me, I think her name was Samantha. Um, came to me afterwards and said he was with you, wasn't he? I could see him and I could see you walking on water hand in hand with him. Um, So he does set you free. You just have to accept it and know that he is there for you.
9: Hi, everybody. My name is Hannah Green. Um, I wasn't really sure if I had anything to share this morning. And one thing that came up this morning was kind of about trust. And so I was like, well, dang it. We've got two people who have talked about trust today. Um, So I thought I'd share. Uh, I think God's showing me that I don't trust him as much as I thought I do. Um, It's not that I, I trust him, that he'll meet my needs in the future. But I don't know that I always trust that he'll meet my wants. And so I try to work really hard so I don't have to be in the position to have to trust him later to meet those wants. And so I'm still working through all that. You know, I don't have any answers for that now, but as I was looking back through my journal, um, I found a scripture that I had written um, a few months ago, and it's in Hebrews 13, five through six. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. And uh, afterwards, I kind of wrote, you know, I don't have to know that I'm secure financially or relationally, whatever, you know, we're trusting God for in the future. We don't have to know that we are secure and work really hard for that because we know that the Lord will be with us, providing, helping, and protecting. Like, he will not leave us. So I just want to challenge you to think about, you know, do you know you can trust God, but do you want to trust God? And are you putting yourself in a position to be able to do that in the future? Um, I don't know what the answer is there. <laughs> so I guess prayer that, you know, I continually learn what
0: that balance is. Awesome. Thanks. That was great. Wow. Good word. Oh, man. It's snowing in here. Come on. I
10: Sorry. It's a popular area over there. I'm Laura Snow. And look at me. I'm walking. For those of you that don't know, I am a 43-year-old woman who just had a hip replacement. So, um, so here's the thing. In our culture, and probably you, you, some of you maybe, um, can relate to this, that you really just like to manage your own business. You want it all together, and I don't really need your help. Thanks. When you have a hip replacement and you're 43 and you have four kids that are one, three, six, and 8, you need help because they tell you you can't drive and you need a walker. So I needed a lot of help, and I hate that. I hate that. Because I like, I know that I need Jesus, but listen, that's a that's one specific specific dimension. I think I got the physical business down, right? Well, I needed four weeks of driving because I couldn't drive my car. I needed meals like nobody's business, and I just want to encourage you. My brother-in-law said this the other day, Ryan Snow. He said, "You know, Jesus, he would lead with his need. So he needed food. He would just say." I need, you know, and people would give him food. (laughs) He didn't have a place to stay. People would give him a place to stay. And so when you want to be in community, sometimes you have to be needy and you have to go first. Um, What happened with me is that I love to be the one bringing people meals. I don't really always feel great about receiving a meal it's harder (laughs) it's harder to receive and but what happened was that I had so many people come to my house that had never been there before to bring me things like people from school like we'd give my kids rides so they got to be with people from school and it just opened up the opportunity for community and to give to others in a way so I guess what that means is also on my street uh, my neighbor's we're like, oh, you have a need. Okay, can I just bring you a coffee? Sure, but that opens up conversation, right? So, um, Jesus opened up lots of conversations by having needs, and so the Lord is just teaching me to stop being prideful. It's okay to be needy, and it's okay to ask.
0: That is so good. Wow. So good. Snows, bring it. Come on, Dave.
11: Well, this is a different one. Um, how many of you guys have been seeing stuff about this country called Ukraine? Yeah, and it's people putting up flags, I support Ukraine, all that, and I was like, okay. And I'm like, what can I do? And I've got friends in Ukraine, and uh, I was trying to figure out how I could help, and so forth, and we're, we're calling up on the phone and trying to track them down, and they're running for their lives. And you think, what can you do? What can you do? And uh, in this, at this point, um, I got a call from one of the elders asking if I could uh, find somebody in Ukraine who would be a good place to put some money to help people in Ukraine, because <laughs> our ministry, we've been doing work with people all around the world for a long, long time. And I was just striking out with my contacts in Ukraine, and I get an email. Um, actually, it was a voice. I, I don't do well with all the technology, so it was one of those voice texts. I'm like, oh, this is not a real thing. I'm going to get rid of this. But instead, I, I hit it, and it was from a friend, a missionary friend who works with refugees in Amsterdam. And, and, and then as I listened to it, she was asking for some help doing some things she was doing in Amsterdam. And she says, oh, by the way, uh, we are fielding a team to go uh, to Poland to work on the border with incoming refugees and to teach, to multiply the people who are in the ability, the ability for them to help refugees. So I just talked to her on the phone. So we, we were able, through uh, MCC, to send them 5000 bucks, which allowed them not only to get to where they were going uh, much faster <laughs> and much better, and to bring their team and to bring uh, translators. Um, and the, on the border, uh, they, they not only equipped uh, 20 new trauma care people Um, but they saw hundreds of people. And what's amazing, and and I don't know if you... uh, The joy of talking to my friends who do this, and they're just telling me how God showed up, how people came to Christ, how people just being met just cried and were so thankful. And you guys are helping people in Ukraine. And what that made me think of is uh, Ephesians 2.10. And the fact is that we are... Christ workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them and I didn't even think about my friend Patricia who was just asking me for help about something completely different but God had prepared that in advance and he had prepared the elders in advance to ask and just a wonderful thing just be in where God wants and God has been doing stuff in your life for a long time that prepares you for what's coming so I just wanted to, to let you know, that, I hope that's a word of encouragement to you. All right. Absolutely. Well, Lord, I just want to thank you for what you've already done. And Lord, it's just so encouraging to me to talk to Patricia and her team members and Lord, to hear how organized and, and how the church is coming up to meet people and sharing Jesus and loving people with great power. So Lord, I just ask that uh, we thank you for that already, that you already set that up. But we also pray for all the millions of people, Lord, who are streaming in to Poland and streaming in to uh, Romania and all the border countries, Lord. And, Lord, we just ask that you would send them Christians. We ask that you would pour out your resources, wherever they're from, Lord, to all the people who need them, whether they're the refugees or the people who are helping the refugees. Thank you for all the people who've opened their homes, who provided blankets and food and everything else that these people are looking for and just to sit down and talk with them and listen to them thank you god that your power and your spirit is working through your people in those places amen
0: thanks Dave. wow that's amazing all right come on up i gotta preach a little all right come on that ephesians two ten. i don't know if you caught that or you're familiar with that passage but it says that even before the earth was formed, he was putting those plans in place. Do you know he's got a plan that, work, that you were called his workmanship? That for plans that he has for you even before the earth was formed. <laughs> That's how in his mind that you were and you are. Another one that reminds me of two we talk about here a lot. It goes with that blessed life idea. Is uh, who's, from, who's familiar when I say the L- L1233 account? what is that one? Luke twelve thirty three, right? It says that we're storing up treasures in heaven, not on earth. So do you, do you realize and recognize that any person coming to Christ there at that border in Poland, that you get a part in that? Because we're part of this body who's given into that. It's awesome. And, and because Dave, Dave and Pam know these guys, so it's pretty awesome. All right, cool. Come on.
12: Hi, I'm new here. My name is Cassie. Um, my family moved from California about a year ago, and we moved into Marymont um, in our house over the summer. Um, so, what I wanted to share was, um, I think that God's been working behind the scenes in my life, and like, it's funny because you just don't always notice like what He's doing, or you know, the ways He is working. Um, and I had read this book called The Relational Soul. Um, and it talks all about how, um, you know, being made in God's image means that we um, we're, were wired for relationships. So that you can't be healthy without it. And I'm, I'm preaching to the choir when I say that. But um, and um, a lot of the things I read in the book just were like head knowledge for a while. And then um, I look and something that it said in there, too, is that um, the health of who we are as a person is reflected in the health of our relationships, and so if your relationships are really suffering, most likely you're not doing well, you know, spiritually and emotionally and that sort of thing. Um, and so, I've been processing a lot, journaling a lot, and a lot. Of, there's been a lot of um, pain that I hadn't dealt with, um, and I, I didn't even realize it was there. It was just sort of tucked away on a shelf, on a shelf, and. Um, I finally pulled it out by just journaling, and um, I realized I had a lot of buried hurt with my parents. Um, Just, they are both in their own way, like, emotionally absent, you know, growing up with me, and so, um, but they were, like, there, they were there physically, but emotionally, they just, there was something really lacking there, Um, and so I recognize how that's affected my relationship with God, because I feel like, there's just been distance and often our relationships with our parents can inform how we, how we view God. And so I felt it's so hard for me to get to God in t- at times because there's such this distance because it, and it's there because of my relationship with my parents. And so um, I think um, I journaled a letter to them each of them and you know I'm not gonna ever send it because it's really angry. <laughs> it's it's a lot of bad things in there. But um um and you know I just had said it there and then weeks had passed and um and then I just felt maybe led to um write them a new write them a new letter to send to them just to let them know that you know I, I wanna be closer to you. Um I don't exactly know what I'm gonna say. Um But I need to make that intention and that action towards getting to know them and not leave it up to chance and just think that it's going to get better on its own. And so that's all I wanted to say.
0: Thanks, Cassie. Thanks.
13: Hi, my name's Candice. And thank you for your prayers and what is going on here um, at Marymount to support the Ukrainians, and um, we all need to be praying for them many times a day, and we all need to do something. So that's um, one thing I wanted to say. But this week, I was with a friend of mine, a good friend, and she's dying of cancer, and she's so frightened, and she's so scared, and um, she's had a couple treatment options, and it just hasn't worked. It's a, a very strange, obscure. Um, type of cancer that there, there really isn't a protocol for it and um, she's been a Christian for a long time and and I think that I've been so disturbed because she's so frightened and she's um, not finding any peace and doesn't want anybody to say the peace that passes all understanding <laughs> you know she's like it's not happening it's not working and um She's only been married five years, and she was married as a young woman, and, and didn't find anyone else until five years ago, and she just really doesn't want to leave Bill, this lovely man who had never married, um, and so they married in their late 50s, and they've been married five years, and she's so worried for him. She really doesn't want to leave him, and um, so I just want to ask for prayer for her. I... I only God can help her at this point, and so if you'll join me, maybe we could pray together. Lord Jesus, I just lift up Nancy Menick to you and her husband Bill. Um, we were all just rejoicing when they found one another and they married, and it was just pure joy, pure joy, and so I pray that you help them in the way that they need to be helped. Um, If you would heal, Nancy, it would be wonderful. It would be just wonderful. So we still ask for healing and for help. And um, I just pray that you comfort them and uh, break through the fear and the sadness and uh, the isolation, I think, that Nancy is feeling. So, Lord, I, I just ask for our congregation, to lift her up when you think of her and, and say a prayer. In Christ's name, amen. amen.
0: Thank you. Hey, I just want to encourage you guys, too, that, um, you know, in the dark night of the soul, sometimes it's someone else's faith that's going to encourage. Remember remember the, the guys who brought their friend to Jesus on the mat? It doesn't say his faith, it was their faith. And so I just want to encourage you guys that even if maybe Nancy's not feeling faith for it, that we can actually step into that and, and really encourage in the spirit because uh, I'm i I'm certain that the the evil one wants to bring, you know, all kinds of lies and accusations and put fear into her. But we can actually sort of stand, we can stand in the gap in that. We can do that. So anyway, so let's, you know, when God puts that on your heart, let's be praying for her and for her
4: husband. I'm uh, Ron Nelson, the brother of Dustin Nelson, um, and I'm not sure if God has put it on my heart to share this, but um, hearing just two testimonies, testimonies ago, the feeling of distance with God, and I just uh, was talking with a friend last night who has been struggling with uh, sin that's been haunting him for a while, and I feel like the Holy Spirit came down upon me to reply to him and remind him, because I could see in his messages he just felt so distant from God because it's a battle he's been fighting for years. And uh, God just came down uh, upon me, I feel like, to tell him that when you authentically give your life to God, when you pursue Jesus authentically, no matter what sin, no matter what habits, no matter what choices you make afterwards – you don't have the authority to take your life back from him, And so i just like to, uh, I guess, encourage, and hopefully it does encourage, that no matter where you are, it's not a matter of you can repent and you can feel the joy of God again or, or you, know, you know, like the sin, you can easily defeat it. It's a matter of the authority belongs to God, and that's an authority that's unshakable.
0: good
14: I wasn't planning at all on sharing anything you know and then you begin to get the jitters in your tummy and you realize oh, the butterflies oh lord I don't know so I'm sorry like I don't want to be long-winded because but at any rate so I'm Charlotte Haynes my husband and son are sitting there so um Um, We don't know a lot of you. Like, you know, we came here two years ago and COVID hit and then, you know, it was really hard. And and it's been hard for us to like find a cell group too. You know, those are some of our, so at any rate, I apologize if I don't know a lot of you, but some of you that I do know, I really love. Um, And uh, so at any rate, so some of you might know that we walked through kind of a hard time with my dad. My dad is a, a fairly new widower. My mom passed away this last October. Uh, so and he went through just a struggle and um, and God was faithful to him and uh, it was really wild and I actually had a couple of dreams and they they seemed like bad dreams about my dad (laughs) and I actually came to people in the church and God even used like youngsters in my book they were youngsters you know like this young girl who's gifted in dream interpretation happens to be in our church and the Lord used her to help me understand my dream about my dad just wild stuff and the Lord has been faithful and the Lord really worked in my dad and just like you know brought him to a just a a secure place, but in, in, in you know, helping me and my dad in our relationship, it was like as soon as those things began to get resolved in my dad's life, then it was like, <laughs> then God <laughs> took his finger off my dad, and he... <laughs> Put it on me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the same issues that, you know, my dad struggles with. So where's the, that lady who is new here that was sharing about relationships? We're going to get that book. Right, was your name Cassie? Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> as soon as you shared, then I knew, oh, I'm supposed to share. <laughs> it really, like, relationships are, like, the number one indicator of your spiritual health. And my relationship in my family, you know, as a mom, like, oh, you know, you're just overwhelmed. you got three kids, da-da-da-da. No, no, I have issues. They came from my upbringing, you know. I have issues, too. They're not the same as dad because I'm a girl, you know, whatever. But, I mean, I've got—and so the Lord's been putting his finger on those. So I'm going to ask you guys to pray for me after all this. (laughs) But— So, I guess, you know, I just want to encourage you, like, you can look at your relationships, and I can, I wanted to encourage you, Cassie, too. Um, The last phone call I had with my dad was, like, off the chart, beautiful, because dad, um, I was sharing with him, dad, don't you see, like, in scripture, when the Israelites went into idolatry, uh, you know, there were the children are hurt, you know, children are sacrificed to Moloch, you know, you can see that, oh yeah, in America, we've got abortion, you know, I would never do that, but we put our children on the altar when we idolize anything in our lives, and like, and my dad was seeing that as a grandfather, oh, my relationship with my grandchildren, like, it reflects my life, my spiritual health, and it was just beautiful, and he prayed with me, and Malachi 4, 6 came out. He shall turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the land with a curse. And, and dad was just, you know, weeping and saying, Lord, that is the most important thing. Um, my, relation, my family relationships come first. And that just, God gave me my, my blessing that I needed from my dad. You know, he gave that healing. And now he can put his finger on me and bless my marriage more. Because I continue to have dreams. <laughs> and and they're not, some of them are not good. And God's putting his finger on me and saying... You need to work on your marriage now. And so I'm going to ask you guys to pray for me. And then also pray for our family because we're just, we're struggling. We really feel the lack of a cell group and we just, we're struggling and we feel lonely and whatever. So we need prayer.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just getting a word too, or just, I heard this sermon in my head from the Lord. Uh, for both of you guys, but uh, and maybe for all of us, of a gentle grace. That's what I heard from the Lord, a gentle grace. He, like, just allows us to see a little bit <laughs> where we're like, oh, okay. But he really is gentle, a gentle father, and he really loves us so much. And so he loves us enough that he's not going to let us stay where we're at, but he's really gentle. And so I feel like that's just even a grace for us right now. And so, Father, I ask for that. Whatever that means to your heart, just that gentle grace that would move over us right now. Over my heart, Lord, thank you for showing me areas where I need to uh, give it over to you, Lord, more. Give my life over more to you. And Father, I I pray for um, Steve, Lord, and I pray for relationship. Uh, Thank you for that father and daughter relationship that's special. Father, I pray that you would be in the middle of all of that. And thank you. I know that you already are. That's the beauty. We're already hearing testimony of how you're moving. So I ask for more, Lord. I'm going to bless what you're doing, God, more, Lord, of what you're doing with these daughters and parents and, Father, for the rest of us, all of these relational issues, God, would you enter into them and have your way. We say, have your way, God, and we give ourselves to you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for sharing. All right, see ya.
15: <laughs> All right, so I'm Ann Nelson. Those two are mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I, Cassie, when you were talking, I had a story in my mind that I thought I would share with you later. And then you shared. <laughs> and then I felt like God was telling me I should share this. It's an old story. But it's a very pertinent story to my life, and it might be pertinent to the stories that we've just heard. Um, I was probably, well, I was pregnant with that one when this happened. Um, And I was wrestling with my relationship with my mom. Uh, My mom was very emotionally distant, a very stoic Depression-era mother. I had gone through a season prior to being pregnant with her that was very difficult, and she was not supportive at all. Um, and I felt lonely, and I had a a moment, um, actually before I was pregnant with her, when I was about 20, that I recognized I had to surrender this to God, that I can't expect from her more than she can give, so then when pregnant with Tessa, and my mom came into town for the birth, I was like, okay, how do I need to handle my relationship with my mom, and realize that I got to be responsible for me. I got to be responsible for how I disrespected her because I felt unloved. I got to be responsible for how I didn't honor her because I felt alone. And when I took responsibility for my stuff, my mom broke down and apologized to me for my childhood, apologized to me for not being emotionally available apologized for me for not knowing what to do in situations that she was dealing with with me. From that place, my mom, I grew up Catholic. From that place, my relationship with my mom started to become more emotional in context. I came at it from the position of, I get to give. This isn't about me getting my mother wound healed. This is about me loving my mother like Christ would. And as a result, um, first it was the Oswald Chambers utmost for his highest that I got to give her and she started reading it every night. Pretty soon we were talking about stories of the Lord (laughs) that I had never heard her call Jesus Lord before. And then she joined a Bible study in her Catholic church. And our relationship, by the time she passed away, I was the child that was most close to her, knew what was really on her heart and how she felt about things. And we had a very Different relationship than maybe I had hoped for when I was five, but a lot closer than it was when I was (laughs) twenty. So it was a beautiful, beautiful season of healing and restoration. So.
16: Hi, my name is Hunter. Um, I more so just have a prayer request for a coworker that I have. He just got diagnosed with stage three cancer, Um, and he's taking it pretty hard. Uh, the other day he just told me he didn't want to do anything for it. He's supposed to be having a meeting on Monday, uh, to figure out what kind of surgery or what procedures he needs to do. Um, and he said he's just going to give it up to God. And I believe that, but at the same time, I feel like he shouldn't just sit and do nothing. Um, his main worry is finances. Uh, so I'm not really asking for money. I'm just asking for prayers for him to find finances for God to speak to him, um, and open up doors for him and that he would have hope that there is more for him to live for still. Um, another background is he is three years sober. He was a drug addict for a very long time. And at this point he has no one in his family. He lives by himself and he struggles to pay rent every month. Um, and I've been trying to help him here and there and so, mostly, just want to ask for prayers, um, for finances, and for him to have hope in the Lord to provide for him. His and his name is Ed. Um, but yeah. Um,
0: this, is what I, this is what I felt. compelled yeah. toward. Is anybody a cancer survivor in here, in the room? Like you've come, gone through, through it. Wow, nobody. We, this is a clean group, right <laughs> here. <laughs> All right. Okay, I would know if Marianne were here, we'd be going on that. All right. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and pray for your friend?
8: Yeah.
16: Uh, Father, uh, thank you for this church community. Um, Thank you for prayer and being able to pray for healing and for hope. Uh, So, Father, I pray for Ed that you would bring him hope uh, that he has more to live for than just finances. Father, I pray that you would provide the finances for him to get treatments he needs. Um, Father, I also pray that you would heal him, that you would remove the lumps from him, um, that maybe he doesn't even have to go to surgery to get those removed, Father, that you would heal that. Um, Father, that he could be a living and walking testimony. I mean, He already is. He is a recovering drug addict that you have saved him from, and he gives that to you. you. Um, So, Father, I pray that you would provide the finances. You would provide hope. I pray that all in Jesus' name.
0: Yeah, amen. Okay, why don't you guys stand... We're going to go ahead and close that. Why don't you guys stand up with me? And just like the Lord did in the first service, first service, which was not this particular theme, but I feel like absolutely the Lord has pointed toward community as a theme like he seriously wants us to live in community together. You know, it's not an option. It's not. It's the way the church was developed. In the Western world, we love our individualism, but the truth is that God has put us in community together. Um, I, I was, I'm going to ask you guys, um, you guys just move in together? Just grab hands across. Let's just grab hands across. Come on this way, and we're just going to grab hands across. Come on to the middle. It'll help <laughs> however you can. Everybody just come to the middle. There you go. We can do this. I believe in you guys. You're so, so good. All right. All right. Well, Lord, we declare before you, God, that we are a community. God, that you have made us a community. Lord, that you have made a family. In fact, you even say that this is not our home, but God, that we are aliens here. But that you have developed a new community for a new place for the kingdom of God, both here and into eternity. And I thank you, God, for each one. Thank you, Lord, that we do need each other. Lord, that we are uh, dependent on each other. And Lord, thank you that you, you, you make us weak sometimes so that we can know this. And Lord, you let us be the strong right arm of God as well. And so, Father, I pray for more healthy community for us. Lord, I pray that this church would be a healthy community. Father, I pray for the church in Cincinnati to be healthy in, in, their, in, in its community, even together as churches together. And Father, I just thank you for what you are weaving in and out here. And it is your story, God. We get to be a part of your story. Our story enters in with yours. (laughs) And you've had this plan from the beginning. And Father, let us be a community that would say yes to you, Lord. That we would say yes to you. That when you are calling us into something, we run to it and we say yes to you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for each of my brothers and sisters here. Lord, I bless them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm just going to do one more thing. If you need prayer, then come on up and get prayer. We'll have some teams up here for you guys. And other than that, you're just missed to have an amazing day. Because it's been good, and God is good. So...